everybody. This is the December 29th letter that I'm sending. And for today and tomorrow's letters, I want to refer back to Book of the Hopi compiled by Frank Waters. Today, I want to share some of the Hopi teachings about the rise and fall of the four worlds. And according to the Hopi, we're currently in the fourth world. And they believe that there were other worlds that came before. So it says that in the beginning of the first world, the first world was called Tokpela. And in the beginning, though the people were different colors and spoke different languages, they could communicate and understand each other without talking. They were unified. They could also still speak with birds and animals. They felt united and they were at one with themselves and Mother Earth. Um, then it says in the text, quote, that they gradually, there were those who forgot the command of Satuknang and the spider woman to respect their creator. More and more, they used the vibratory centers in their bodies solely for earthly purposes, forgetting that the primary purpose was to carry out the plan of creation, unquote. And it's interesting when they talk about the vibratory centers, it very much matches up with the chakras that are talked about in Eastern religions. And medicine. So um, into this first world came a couple of figures. There was one called the Mochni, and he was the first. He came in the form of a bird, like a mockingbird, and he convinced them of the differences between themselves and the differences between people and animals and differences because of the different colors of their skin, speech, and different beliefs of the creator's plan. So it is said that after the Mochni came, that's when the animals became wild and scattered from the people. And the people also began to draw away from one another. Then another figure came in the form of a snake. He led the people farther away from each other and their own wisdom. So they became suspicious, they became fierce and warlike, and they began to fight one another. And among all these warring peoples, there were still a few people in every group who understood and lived by the laws of creation. So Satoknang, who was under the direction of Tawa, he had created their first world and he came to them. And this is, I will quote a few paragraphs. It says, he came with the sound as of a mighty wind and suddenly appeared before them. He said, I have observed this state of affairs. It is not good. It is so bad, I talked to my uncle Taiwa about it. We have decided this world must be destroyed and another one created so you people can start over again. You are the ones we have chosen. They listened carefully to their instructions. Said Satoknang, you will go to a certain place. Your Kapavi vibratory center on the top of the head will lead you. This inner wisdom will give you the sight to see a certain cloud, which you will follow by day and a certain star, which you will follow by night. Take nothing with you. Your journey will not end until the cloud stops and the star stops. So all over the world, these chosen people suddenly disappeared from their homes and began following the cloud by day and the star by night. Many other people asked them where they were going, and when they were told, laughed at them. We don't see any cloud or any star either, they said. This was because they had lost the inner vision of the Kopavi on the crown of their head. The door was closed to them. Still, there were very few who went along anyway because they believed the people who did see the cloud and the star. This was all right. After many days and nights, the people arrived at the certain place. 
Soon others came and asked, What are you doing here? And they said, We were told by Satok Nong to come here. The other people said, We too were led by the vapor and the star. They were all happy together because they were of the same mind and understanding, even though they were of different races and languages. When the last ones arrived, Satok Nong appeared. Well, you are all here. You people I have chosen to save from the destruction of this world. Now come with me. And so he saves this group of people that know how to listen to his voice and they go into the second world and the second world is a little less glorious than the first world but it's still a great place to live Um, and then it starts talking about the trouble that they have and I will quote this few sentences this is when the trouble started everything they needed was on the second world but they began to want more more and more they traded for things that they didn't need The more goods they got, the more they wanted. This was very serious, for they did not realize they were drawing away step by step from the good life given them. They just forgot to sing joyful praises to the Creator and soon began to sing praises for the goods they bartered and stored. Before long, it happened as it had to happen. The people began to quarrel and fight, and then wars between villages began. And so something similar happens where some people were led away. And they emerge into the third world. And the third world, it says, um, some of them retain the wisdom granted them upon their emergence. With this wisdom, they understood that the farther they proceeded on the road of life, and the more they developed, the harder it was. That was why their world was destroyed every so often to give them a fresh start. They were especially concerned because so many people were using their reproductive power in wicked ways. There was one woman who was becoming known throughout the world for her wickedness and corrupting so many people. She even boasted that so many men were giving her turquoise necklaces for her favors. She could wind them around a ladder that reached to the end of the world's axis. So the people with wisdom sang louder and louder their praises to the Creator from the tops of their hills. The other people hardly heard them. Under the leadership of the Bow Clan, they began to use their creative power in another evil and destructive way. It says they learned to fly through the air, and they flew to a big city and attacked it. And um, this corruption continued. Many cities and countries were making aircraft to destroy each other. And so the third world ended as well. And eventually, they, a few chosen left the third world and emerged in the fourth world. And that's the world that we, they believe that we're in today the fourth world. I just think that this migration into um, new worlds is so interesting. And on a bigger scale, it mirrors uh, the pride cycle that we learn about in Sunday school and how um, when people are in tune with their creator and in tune with Christ, then they're unified and they love one another. And when they're out of tune, they become jealous of one another. They become Uh, very cognizant of each other's differences and they begin to fight with one another and they begin to kill one another and this leads to not a good place i do believe that the closer we are to our savior the more unified and loving we will be and the farther we get away from him the more warlike and selfish but the hopeful part of the story is that those who are in tune with 
So Tuk Nong, who was the creator of the worlds that we live in, um, who are still praying, are led to safety and led and know what to do. And of course, no one knows the day and time of the Savior's return. But um, the only real peace and safety we have is to keep in contact with him and to continue to try to know him and to love him and love his, his creations and to love the people around us, to be unified with people as much as we can, which is really hard in today's day and age when um, we live in a world that is obsessed with earthly endeavors and with obtaining and retaining more and more things. It's so hard. I mean, I know I get stuck in this cycle of worldly cares. Um, I just think of, you know, like my day to day life and how much is rooted in what's real and true in creation and what's holy and versus what is just silly <laughs> earthly endeavor. Um, it's good to reflect on that when listening or as I'm reading this book. So tomorrow I'm going to, I'll be done with this, um, book tomorrow and we'll go on to another thing for the last day of December. I feel a little bit sad, but also a little bit relieved because I've been wanting to finish for a while and it's finally happening. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you.